take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. We've been steeped in our study of gratitude the last several weeks and learning about the power of gratitude to put us on the frequency that's harmonious with abundance. I've been giving you all kinds of tips and techniques and practices for experiencing the quality of life-giving, generative gratitude that changes everything. And today we're going to be looking at exactly how gratitude functions inside the technology of conscious manifestation. The way that we create our reality is in no way random. It is totally precise and always works exactly the same way. There is order in this universe and we operate according to its laws. We can call these laws Dharma or God or universal law or spiritual law or the mechanics of the quantum field, but whatever we call them, they always operate the same way and we are subject to them. I I often hear people say, I've got to learn how to manifest or I need to get better at manifesting. But the truth is you can't possibly get any better at manifesting. You're doing it all the time and you're already perfect at it. You can't not manifest a reality 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's what we do. We are made in the image of the creator and we are creator beings. We automatically manifest a reality. And it's the only thing in which we don't get a choice. Actually, our choice among an infinity of possibilities, it lies in what we manifest, our results. What people really mean when they say that they want to learn how to manifest or get better at it is that they're not happy with their results. They're not happy with the reality they're currently manifesting because most often don't realize that they are responsible for it. This is because they don't understand the law. And until we understand the law and how it works, until we understand the laws of creation by which we continually manifest a reality, we mostly manifest our reality unconsciously. So this means we're manifesting or creating results we don't like because those results come from limiting programs or conditioning within the subconscious mind. You and I were programmed at a very young age and we just innocently accepted that programming. The truth is we were powerless to reject it until about the age of seven years, a child simply absorbs everything in the environment and accepts it. And that has to do with the kind of brainwave state we're predominantly in as children. It's what causes nearly all babies to function at the genius level right from birth. And it's how we learn languages is how we learn to walk and talk and, and navigate our environment in the early years of life. The amount of information that we absorb and our aptitude for learning multiple skills in every area simultaneously is simply staggering when you think about it. So in the early years, our subconscious mind just absorbs everything and takes it in. 
And what that means is that we take in all kinds of things and beliefs that are untrue and limit who we can become in the world. And we don't even question these beliefs because usually we don't even know that we have them or we simply assume that they're true. In fact, we don't even realize until many years later, if at all, that all this time we've been living life under a kind of trance operating according to constellations of belief systems that we don't question and that actually don't even belong to us. To the point where it would not be an exaggeration to say that most people are not even living their own lives. They're living the lives they believe they're supposed to live based on their programming. We inherited these beliefs from our lineage uh, and they were programmed into us by well-meaning parents and uh, the family culture, who in turn were programmed by their parents and their family culture, by the educational system and the values of the society that we were raised up in, the language, the religious background or lack thereof, our gender, our cultural and racial heritage, and so many other things that have formed our view of the world, ourselves and other people, and what we ultimately believe to be true and to be possible. So these are what I call self-limiting paradigms. But all human beings long to be free. So our frustration, our longing, our divine discontent come from the fact that we are often thwarted in our desires because we simply were never taught how creation creates and how we fit into that, how we participate in it. We may have a strong desire for a certain kind of life to live, to love, to be free, to have more than enough. And we may earnestly desire to create a life like that. And yet somehow it never happens. Am I right? You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't know what that feeling was. And I wouldn't be making this podcast if I didn't know what that feeling was. Most people chafe at their limitations. We have an inborn desire to be free because that's what the infinite wants for us. It's constantly seeking greater expression and expansion through us. So that feeling is the most natural feeling in the world. So when we encounter the limitations of life and start to understand that those limitations are for the most part self-imposed, then we can start to really get curious about how to free ourselves of those limitations. When we start to make the connection between our habits of thought, our beliefs, and the results that are demonstrated in our lives and which are a perfect reflection of those beliefs and habits of thought, in other words, our awareness, then things start to get very interesting indeed. So how does gratitude fit into all of this? Well, as I was saying before, the laws of the universe operate with absolute precision. The primary law is the law of vibration, meaning that everything in this universe vibrates. Nothing is still. Everything is in constant motion and has a frequency that carries energy and information. Rocks vibrate, trees vibrate, animals, buildings, people vibrate, and thoughts vibrate. We think on frequencies. In fact, our vibration is emitted through our nervous system as we think thoughts and feel feelings, which are the body's response to the thoughts that we're thinking. Now, you know this is true. Recall a time 
where you felt very excited and inspired by an idea or a prospect or a possibility for your life and recall the thoughts that you had around that and recall also the feelings that you had in response to those thoughts. You were filled with excitement, joy, and gratitude for whatever it was. When we feel that way, we might use the expression that we're on a high, right? I was, I was high. I was on a high. And this is totally referring to the vibration we were in, a high frequency vibration. You ever notice that when you're on a high, you feel like you're never coming down and you tend to attract more things to be happy and excited about? On the other hand, we've also had experiences of feeling low and heavy, sluggish, depressed, and it can feel like it's hard to get out of bed or do anything. We're feeling low frequency, dense, and materialistic in the sense that we experience ourselves as more matter and less energy in those moments. We attract our life circumstances based on our vibration. We attract people, situations, and events according to the thoughts that we think and the feelings we feel most predominantly and habitually. Those habits of thought and feeling represent our baseline of vibration. In other words, where we spend the most time vibrationally. There's a certain range that we tend to stay within, like a thermostatic setting, and that range determines what we experience in life. Now, most people are still in the stage of victim consciousness. In other words, believing that their life is happening to them and not yet understanding that they themselves, their habits of thought and feeling are at the origin of their results in life. Most people are not yet at the stage where they are fully embracing their responsibility for how life is showing up for them. And not in a blaming way, making yourself wrong for the reality you've created, but with the understanding that if there's anything I've created that I don't like, I can just as easily uncreate it and create what I would love. So anytime we're in blame, judgment, anger, resentment, envy, fear, criticism, jealousy, or any other of these lower emotions, we're experiencing victim consciousness because we are not mastering our own state. We're believing that someone or something outside of ourselves has the power over us. Whether it's another person, the boss, the economy, the housing market, the pandemic, the political situation, all of the above. So in order to extricate ourselves from this disempowering space of consciousness, we have to be willing to take total responsibility for our creation and to surrender blame. And once we're able to do that more often than not, we enter a new phase of growth or spiritual evolution. My mentor, Mary Morrissey, calls the victim consciousness or the to me stage of awareness, the one where we believe that life is happening to us. But once we take responsibility for ourselves as creators, we move into what Mary calls the with me stage uh, of awareness. In other words, we start to claim our ability to be conscious co-creators of our experience with the universe. And once we realize that we're responsible and we are in fact creating all the time, 24 seven, we realize the importance of deciding on what specifically we want to create. We realize that we can actually choose a life that we would absolutely love. We can choose to be love. All of this proceeds from vibration. It's just as easy to create heaven on earth as it is to create hell. 
the process of creation is always the same. So once we realize we are creating and nothing can stop that process, we start to pay much closer attention to how and what we're creating with our thoughts and feelings. This is where gratitude plays a crucial role in manifestation as we become conscious of how we manifest a a reality and aware of how generative our thoughts are. We realize that we are always creating from our dominant vibration. The law of attraction is based on this. Once we have a thought image with a strong emotion attached to it, whether that emotion feels good or not, we create a powerful magnetic field of attraction and we literally begin to draw into materiality that object image in the mind energized by feeling. This is how so many people end up attracting all kinds of things they don't want by obsessing over the thing that they fear the most, for example, energizing it repeatedly with a strong emotion and boom, it happens. So We can see the importance of filling the mind with images and feelings about what we want to create rather than images and feelings about what we don't want to create. And the gratitude key here is that by believing that we have already received what we're asking for and therefore being as grateful for it now as we will be when it actually comes to pass, we experience the elevated state or frequency of the future in the present. Joe Dispenza calls gratitude the ultimate state of receivership. I love that. And it's true. It's believing we've already received and feeling the feelings we will experience right now in the present moment. This is absolutely necessary in order to bring in a new life and new results that you would love. First, a very clear picture of what you would love in the areas that matter most to you, and then a very strong elevated emotion associated with that mental image. The thought plus the feeling creates the attractive force. And when you allow yourself to feel grateful for the manifestation of that which has not yet materialized, you powerfully charge that thought feeling. When you have an inner feeling that you know that you know, you know it's yours, the image in mind, and you feel that gratitude for it as if you had it right now, you know you've done the work to materialize it. Then you can let it go until you're ready to focus on it again. In the Bible, it says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it and it shall be yours. This is actually what prayer is. When we take the time to impress our thought image and feeling into the field of infinite intelligence or the quantum field. And we make that impression over and over again with the grateful expectation that it is already ours. We create magic. The challenge here is maintaining and cultivating that state of gratitude while your life is changing before you see the results. It requires a certain rigor on your part to continue to trust and generate the feeling of this is already mine when you're looking at circumstances that may be saying quite the opposite, (laughs) especially if those circumstances are triggering fear and anxiety for you. But this is where the rigor comes in. How much do you want to change your life? Enter into a spirit of curiosity and conduct an experiment. 
So let's say, what if I practice this on a particular area of my life for the next week and committed morning and night to playing a mind movie of what I want to create, entering into the thought feelings inspired by the images in my mind and cultivating that state until I could feel a powerful feeling of gratitude, like it's already happened. It's already mine. Well, the ball is in your court now. Use the power of gratitude to make your dreams a reality. Now, here's a practice for you to start moving this energy. Take out a blank piece of paper or a fresh page in your journal. And there are six steps to this process. First step, generate a state of gratitude for everything you have in your life right now. So focus on what you're grateful for and everything that you appreciate right now on the level of fact or feeling. Step two, ask yourself, what would I love in the four key areas of life? So that means your health and well-being, your relationships, your creative expression, and your time and money freedom. So allow yourself to imagine a life that would be truly fulfilling for you and suspend any need to know how it's going to happen. Just focus on the result like it's already happened. Step three, write down a few sentences for each domain of life, starting with the words, I am so happy and grateful now that as if the life that you're imagining were your life right now. Step four, choose the area you would most love to work on first and develop the images of a life that you would love in that area. Feel the feelings that you would feel if that truly were your life. Imagine the details vividly and feel how your body responds to your imagination. Step five, generate a feeling of gratitude that this life is already yours. Claim it. Once you feel a sense of completion, like you feel full and satiated, you know that you've done your work. Now, step six is to do this twice a day or as needed for a full seven days. If you miss a day, start over at the beginning. What you're doing is building an energy field around yourself. So you have to be consistent. This is an abbreviated version of the practice that I teach my coaching clients, which can become a way of life for you. The more you learn how to get into harmony with the laws of the universe by working with your higher mental faculties, which is what we're going to be starting to address next week on the grace space. This is a very powerful technique. That's part of the art and science of transformation. The art is your vision and the science is your vibration. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So have fun with this. And just one more piece of advice here. Easy does it. There's nothing to force here. It's like a vacation for your mind. So just enjoy it. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.